Good evening, everyone. Good evening, good evening. I hope you guys can hear me. I'm going to take you off mute so I can get a, uh, an acknowledgement that you can hear me. So I'm going to count to three and take you off mute and then say, everyone say, yay, we can hear you. This is Tony Pearl, by the way. Tony Pearl, that's me. I will be the, your hostess for this evening. I'll have the pleasure of hosting you. So say, we can hear you in one, two, and... Uh, we can hear you. Yay! Everyone swimming in the pool. We can hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you. Fantastic, fantastic. Y'all are loud and proud. I freaking love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm gonna put you on the special mode that we need to have you on. Let me go ahead and hit the magic button here. Fantastic, fantastic. All right. Well, it's great to have everyone in uh, on the call tonight. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Let me introduce myself. My name is Tony Pearl. I'm a real estate mentor with Ron here in Global. Been so uh, since been a mentor on the program since uh, January 2016 with Ron. I've been a real estate investor since 1997. I met Ron in January 2002. Changed my life, and it's been a crazy ride ever since. I live in the Northern Virginia area, right outside of Washington D.C. And uh, I buy and sell houses still, and I got a a lot of great students that I still mentor, and a lot of whom are on the call tonight. So with that out of the way, let me uh, introduce the purpose of this call tonight. We hold this call on the second Monday of every month. The uh, Gold Club members can submit deals prior to the call that we'll review right here if we can get to them all. If we get through all the deals that were submitted, we had eight leads submitted tonight. If we can get through them all smooth and sexy like that, then we will be able to, if we have time left over after that, I will be happy to uh, answer questions and help people out if you need to. Happy to answer your questions for everyone's benefit. It's a lot of fun. And I'm going to be going over, someone asks a question, I'll cover the question for everyone's benefit so that everyone understands. All right? Uh, now, if you're not a Gold Club member, you can listen but not participate. You can get more information and sign up for the Gold Club at ronsgoldclub.com. And if you are a Gold Club member, you'd like to ask a question or discuss a deal that you submitted uh, I will be calling you out by name, and I will be asking you to raise your hand to get into the queue. And in order to get into the queue and raise your hand with a question, you'll be pressing the star six. So I will let you know when the appropriate time is for you to uh, press that star six. Otherwise, you will pretty much be able to be a buzz buzz fly on the wall. Now, if you're a Gold Club member and you did not dial in on the interactive line that is listed on your Gold Club membership website homepage after you log in, so if you go to ronsgoldclub.com and log in, if you didn't use the number that's at the bottom of that main page there, what you should do if you want to participate and ask questions, uh, you should hang up now and then call back in using that phone number and access code if you want to ask any questions. If you don't want to ask any questions, you just want to be a, buzz, uh, a fly on the wall, you're cool the way you are. Don't even worry about it. But if you do want to ask questions and participate, or if you've submitted a lead that you want to ask a question about, then you will need to call in using that special uh, access code that is restricted for the Gold Club members. Okay? So with that out of the way, I see two people who have already raised their hands. And I've been mentoring all day, so all I know is that I have eight leads submitted. I have no idea what the heck is going on. I have no idea where the heck they are or anything of this nature. So I'm coming in buck naked, flying happily, and I'll be reviewing these leads with you. So I will um, be calling people to raise your hand and in the queue here, okay? So let me see. Let me make sure I got all the uh, stuff that I need to announce out of the way. Let's see. All right, all right, all right. Okay. So very good. Yep, that covers what I need to cover. And again, if you want to raise your hand, if you submitted a lead tonight, if you submitted a lead, you will need to press star six, and I will see um, your information there. And let me bring up the leads I got, and let me see what we have here. Okay, now, let's start with Mark Coleman. Mark Coleman of Oregon. Is there a Mark Coleman? on the line here. Please press star six to take yourself, uh, raise your hand and be on the queue. This is a lead that was submitted in Portland, Oregon. My goodness, who would love to be in Portland, Oregon right now? Not me. 
little fun, action-happy times going on there right now. So uh, I'm not seeing somebody with the name of Mark Coleman in the queue here unless your um, name is showing up as something different here. Do, 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 do. So if Mark Coleman is on the line, I don't see your name on here. So what I would like you to do is let me know that's you by pressing star six and then pressing star six again to take your hand down and then take your hand back up so I can see that. So if Mark Coleman is on the line, press star six and then press star six again. And I'm watching the line right now. No one is doing that. So anybody, Mark Coleman, if you're here, anybody, anybody? No, no, no. Okay. All right. Uh, let's do this. Let me just go ahead and take the first person I have in the queue just for fun while I queue up the next person. And it looks like it's going to be Richard White. You, I think that you were the first one to raise your hand. If I'm reading this correctly, or it might be uh, Cindy Vance. I don't know. Let's just uh, Marjorie Walker. Marjorie Walker. I'm giving you a second here. Are you there? Marjorie Walker? Hello. You muted yourself. Marjorie I'm Walker, here. unmute yourself. Oh, oh, there you are. Hello, okay. can you hear me? Yes. How's it going? All right, okay. did How you submit you? a lead for tonight? I'm excellent, thank you. Did you submit a lead for us tonight? No, I actually emailed the ask at Ron's, ronsgoldclub.com. I submitted a question uh -huh. that way, but it wasn't a lead. I don't know if you want to Oh, okay. It. All right, did you have a quick question I can answer for you? Because I, I would love to spend a lot of time answering all these questions. We have a lot of people on the line. Holy cannoli, I love it like this. But do you have a quick question I can hopefully answer for you? Um, yeah, just a quick question. When you're closing in a, a, a trust uh, or when you're buying yes. a property and you, put the, you sign the contract in your company name, how do you close that property? Like when you, what, what do you sign or when you're trying to put it in a land trust? Okay, so when you're talking about if you get, when you get a property under contract with a seller, how do you take title to that property in a trust and how do you sign the contract? Is that your question? Yes, when you're at closing, yes. Okay, and then how do you go from getting the property under contract with your entity name to telling the uh, attorney and the, and the seller that you're taking title in the land trust? Is that part of your question too, Exactly. Right? Yes. Awesome, awesome. Exactly. I just, first of all, I always like to make sure I understand the question clearly and for everyone's benefit as well. So first of all, whenever you get a property under contract, you will – you, do you have an entity, by the way, an LLC, for example? I have a, I do. I have a corporation. Okay, great. So you can put the property under contract. By the way, you can put a property under contract in your own personal name, but if you ever mm -hmm. have to do that because you're just starting out, you can add the magic words, comma, as trustee. So if your name is Marjorie Walker, you could say Marjorie Walker, comma, as trustee. That's for anyone's benefit here who does not have an entity, corporation, LLC, whatever. And that way, it's not you personally putting your name on the contract. Now, having said that, the better thing to do would be to put your entity name. So let's say it's uh, Marjorie LLC, okay? Just making that mm -hmm. up. So you could put Marjorie's LLC, comma, as trustee, and then you could sign your name, comma, as trustee, slash agent, or as agent, slash trustee, however you wanted to do it. doesn't really much matter. And when you go to close and you take title to the property, you're going to have your land trust created and funded with the property. So land trust, you can have all the paperwork prepared, but the land trust will not exist until you close on that property and it gets funded by the house that you put into that trust. And then what you'll do is you'll simply create the trust and you'll tell your closing attorney and the seller, hey, I'm just taking title to this property in a trust for, hear the magic words, hear the magic words, for estate planning purposes. Can you repeat that after me? Say estate planning purposes. Estate planning purposes. <laughs> Absolutely. And my, my goodness, that, those are the magic words right there that will get most people to just shut up and say, oh, okay, because it's, it's magic words. It just makes them say, oh, estate planning purpose, that sounds fancy. Let's go with that. And that will pretty much 99% of the time work well for you. So you, you, to, you put the property under contract when your entity name, comma, as trustee. You can never go wrong with that pretty much. And you take title to the property in your trust. 
And that LLC or entity that you created could be the trustee of the trust. Okay? And that way it's less confusion. Okay? Does that answer your question? Yes. Thank you, Tony Thank you so much. My pleasure, Marjorie Walker. Wonderful talking to you. By the way, where are you from? Florida, right? I see the Um, Ohio area code. Florida. It's actually my mom's name. But, yeah, I'm, I'm from Florida. I was originally on the family plan. So my name is Tiffany, but oh. yeah. <laughs> okay, Tiffany, I'm calling you by your mom's name. How crazy is that? All right, yeah, Tiffany. but you're good. You're good. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, love. You're Take welcome. Take care. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Thanks for your question. Okay. Thank you. Are we going to call next in the queue? Who would that be? It looks like it's going to be uh, Dustin Harder. Dustin Harder, are you there? Hello. Hello there. How's it going? Uh, good. How are you? I'm I'm fantastic. I'm fantastic. Where are you from? I'm from Illinois, and uh, I have a possible deal. I'm, I'm thinking in Indianapolis. Did you submit a lead for tonight? I tried to submit it, and it didn't. You know, and I thought it had went through, but you know, now that I'm rechecking my email, it, it it's showing that it that it didn't uh, that it didn't send. Oh no. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So if you can ask a question real quick, uh, I'm going to get your question ready. I'm going to name some names here real quick for those people who need to be ready to be ready. All right, so just bear with me one second. Uh, Dan Hitchcock, you have a couple leads. Uh, Looks like Eric Vance, also Ernest Nelson. Terry Blaze has a few leads. And Mark Coleman looks like they are missing in action. And it looks like, uh, let's see, uh, 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 uh. I think I have a Vance in the house. So I will go to you next. It looks like Cindy Vance. Uh, I'll go to you next. But go ahead, Dustin. What is your question, sir? Okay, so um, he's asking 286 for the property. And uh, I pulled comps on it. And I found a, a like house, um, you know, pretty pretty close to the area, and it's uh, selling for three fifteen. Um, is my, it somewhere my biggest, in square footage? Somewhere in square footage. Um, how, everything about it is very sold? similar. Okay, great. Uh, within the last property sold. Within the last year, I don't remember exactly how long ago it was, but within a year. And how far away from the subject property is it? Uh, less than a half a mile. It's actually just a couple blocks away. Great. Okay. So that might be a nice so, solid comp. And your seller is asking two eighty six. You say? Yes. Yep. And is the property? What kind of condition is it? Excellent. Fair. It's attractive? an excellent condition. Uh, he actually, there is one downer to it, and I'll get to that in a minute. But, um, but it is in good shape. Okay. So, um, I, I I spoke with him, and I asked him. Uh, what's the longest term he could give me? He said he, you know, he really wanted to be out of it, out of it within a year, and he he said he'd rather do a a cash offer on it. Uh, but I, sure. you know, convinced him of uh, of doing terms, and uh, mm-hmm. I convinced him to do, you know, the max he said he would do is two years, uh, and I ended up getting him to do two years with a one-time extension of an of an additional two years, so four years total. Not bad. Uh, On a purchase or lease option? Uh, purchase. Okay, great. Okay. And um, bad, but quick question for you: Who brought up the term, the length of time? Did did the seller or did you? I asked him, um, you know, and and he was real hesitant about it, and he wanted to get out of it as soon as possible. Uh, so, you know, and. Um, you know, four years was really stretching it for him. Uh, well, like I said, the, the two years, but with a one-time extension of two years was really stretching it for him, but he agreed to it. Okay, great. Real quick, for your benefit and everyone else listening, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we usually do not want to bring up the term. We used to talk about that, but we really don't want to bring that up with the seller uh, on our closing calls. We, If they bring it up, we have to address it. But if they don't bring it up, Leave it until, if, until you get to the house and negotiate there, okay? So if they ask something like, well, how long do you need to get me cashed out, okay? Ron likes to say, well, we usually get 30 years, and then let them talk. You also ask, you know, we usually say the longest period of time, and then say, what's the longest you can give us? 
but you could be putting your foot in your mouth by doing that. But in any case, uh, that's a general rule. We, we usually do not like to bring up the term anymore when we're doing the closing calls. We like to leave that for when we get to the house and negotiate there. Unless the seller brings it up, then we have to address it. Okay? So you did bring it up. Two years with a two-year extension is marginal but acceptable, and it's better than not doing a deal at all. So what else do you need to know here? What, what, what's your question? Okay, so his, uh, uh, one of the concerns is um, he, he notified my VA that his payment was $1,500 a month, and he has an outstanding balance of around 200000 on the existing mortgage. Um, mm-hmm. So um, I asked him what, what would he you know, take as far as a monthly payment goes, and he said that the least he could do is $2,000. Um, I checked uh, Renometer, uh, dot com and you know the average rents in that area were going for much less than than two thousand uh, you know an average of fifteen hundred to seventeen hundred uh, okay. he told me that 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 he rents it out for twenty five hundred a month now I don't know how accurate that is of course I I can't verify that but that's what he says okay so you can still proceed as if that is true, and then when it comes time to do your due diligence, you can verify what you can find. And if you're able to get that and cover a good cash flow, then you're still, still in good shape. If the numbers are not accurate, you can only get less than that. You can always go back to the seller after you get under contract and renegotiate. Mr. Seller, good news and bad news. <laughs> good news is I still want to buy your house. The bad news is we've got to adjust these numbers because it just is not making sense. Help me out here. Okay? Sounds good. Okay. Um, um, go ahead. So what else? Uh, so uh, as far as the down payment goes, I convinced him to do uh, zero down, nothing down. Excellent. How would you get him to do that? Uh, I just simply asked him. I just said, um, I said, you know, I, uh, if I'm going to buy this thing, especially with such a small term, um, you know, I'm going to need to probably come in, you know, on this with, with zero down. And he didn't really hesitate. He, I mean, he, he kind of did a little bit, but he ended up, you know, kind of, you know, he, he agreed to it. He said, okay, well, uh, we can probably make that, make that work. Okay, excellent. Well done. Well done. My we biggest only, concern... Like, way, go ahead. I'm sorry? The less we say, the more we make. The less you okay. say when you explain things, don't make it complicated. That's why Ron keeps it really simple. We usually buy with nothing down, Okay and be amazed okay. at how often they'll say, okay. Well, go ahead. What's your main concern in your question? We've got to wrap this up. I apologize. I've got a lot to cover here tonight. <laughs> okay, so my main concern is he says he has a tenant in there currently, but they're, um, they're not uh, set to be out until, I believe, December. Uh, so I have not went and looked at the house uh, yet. I was going to do that after this call if it sounds maybe like a deal. Um, mm-hmm. So how would I go about this if he has a current tenant in there, and you know, especially with it being so far out? Do I you know, try to get something in writing right away, or, or how do I go about this? I'm, I'm kind of lost. Sure, good question. So how do you get the property controlled even with a tenant in there? And first of all, that's a good question. A lot of people like to know these things. So one of the first things you want to do is when the seller is ready and you feel there's a good deal to be made, get that sucker under contract. Get a commitment as quickly as possible because uh, that way you'll be able to have control of it that much faster. When dealing with a tenant, you want to make sure after you get the property under contract, you want to make a condition of that is that you want to be able to see the lease agreement and have the right to be able to talk to the seller or to the tenant, excuse me. Make sure you see what their mentality is. You might be able to offer them uh, a lease purchase and just be the intermediary and deal with the same parties in place, and you just broker the deal like that and make a, make a lot of money. So also you may want to go, to, you're going to want to go meet with the seller, go to the house, see how the tenant is living, see what the place looks like, smells like, you know, and just see the tenant's attitude. If they keep the place trashy, they stink, they pay late, you know, you know what you're going to be dealing with there. Uh, see okay. what the conditions of the, of the lease what they look like, and see how much the security deposit is, see about the prorations. But you can still uh, deal with the situation with the tenant in place. You have to, if there's, a, if there's a lease in place, you have to conform to the existing lease until it ends. And then you can work with that. Uh, if you get ownership of the place before then, 
you can still work with the with the tenant and restructure a lease, offer them lease purchase, offer them to 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 sell it to them on on owner financing if you have ownership of the property, and and get all that stuff ready. Uh, if you want to get them out, then let them know that uh, if they don't want to do any of that stuff, they only want to rent, or if they want to end the lease, then say great. Understand the the move out date, confirm that, and be ready for that. And then the moment you get possession of the place, do a thorough clean out, and you know just make sure that it looks good so that you can represent it properly to tenant buyers for the next uh, go round when you offer the property out on lease purchase. Okay. Sounds good. Great. Does that answer your question? I think so. Uh, I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, Dustin. My pleasure. Thank you for that question, and uh, I appreciate your time, and have fun in Illinois. Enjoy the weather while you can. <laughs> I'll definitely try. Thank you. All right, my friend. Thank you. And I'm going to go with uh, – thank you so much. Take care. Take care. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Eric Vance. Looks like Cindy Vance. I'm going to go with you. And then I see Mark Coleman. I do see you on the line here, so I'll go with you right after that. Okay? So let's go with Cindy Vance here. Here we go. <clears throat> Give it a couple seconds. Hello. Yep. Hello. Um, is this Eric Vance? Yes, it is. All right. I got the right. And you did submit a lead for tonight, right, in Charlotte? Yes. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. So for the benefit of everyone here, let's cover the details of this lead very quickly here. We have uh, this is a FISBO, the source of the FISBO cold call. It's in Charlotte, North Carolina. The asking price is uh, looks like two twenty. And you think yep. it would appraise for the seller looked like they indicated 220, but then it looks like you did a little bit of preliminary research and you're showing like 171 and some change. Uh, yeah, that's but then the, your comp showed 230. The, yeah, the assessor's uh, value is 171.6, and the uh, the comp there there are very few comps. Unfortunately, the property sits on. Uh, over two and a half acres, and across the street is a park. So there are very, very few comps. The, the they average to two thirty. One is one is up to two hundred and sixty, but it's almost it's almost a mile away. So it is okay. it is a little sketchy on comps. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now, um, were you able to, and we can cross that bridge when we come to it. It's important to know, but it's not uh, a deal killer necessarily at this point, believe it or not. Uh, All right. It's like they do have an existing mortgage of about 196000 so not yep. a whole heck of a lot of equity there, potentially, depending on how the comps shake out. And they have indicated they would not sell for what they owe. They, at least they would take is 220 but they would consider payments, correct? Correct. Okay. And it looks like uh, you did not get to the full million-dollar script because the PI sheet that submitted, I don't see the little magic box for the down month and term yet. Is that right? You didn't get to the million-dollar script yet? Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, uh, well, it, sort of. Uh, nothing sort of. down. Nothing down. Oh. They would. He would like, um, uh, let's see, 1500 a month. Okay, fifteen hundred a month, and, and your market, and your rent that you're showing for the uh, rent comps is fourteen forty-five. Is that right? Yeah, that's that's really the estimate. There are some rentals uh, again nearly a mile away for sixteen hundred. Okay, okay, and you haven't seen the property yet, right? You don't know what kind no, of. No, I'm, I'm actually in Indianapolis, <laughs> so. Oh. So it's, oh, this is you. a, yeah. So this is a virtual, a virtual deal. Yeah. You have boots on the ground in Charlotte. Uh, yes, I have property managers, and uh, I have a uh, contractor that I can talk to. Excellent, excellent. So, ladies and gentlemen, and, those of you who are listening and paying attention, if you have, uh, if you want to do deals in another market, virtually, like, <clears throat> like Eric here is in Indianapolis, and this deal, the house is in Charlotte but he has some local representation that he can rely on if he was comfortable with, some boots on the ground to take care of some of his legwork, get out there, take pictures, verify the condition of the property, and all that fun stuff. So that's a beautiful thing. Okay, so um, what else here? Did you see about, um, uh, let's 
let's see. So it's a three-bed, one-and-a-half bath house, 1539 square feet on three acres. Okay. Okay. All right. So what is your question about this, about this deal? How can I help you? Yeah. So um, he does have at least one room that needs to be finished, uh, some electrical work. He estimates 8,000 that needs done to it. I estimate anywhere from seven to 10. Um, and that can all be verified with a uh, contractor, of course. Uh, so I'm really just kind of wondering if, if I get long enough terms and he'll agree to it, which he is very motivated. He has a job. He has a new job starting out of state in new England, uh, next month. So Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering if, you know, I don't really think the house is worth 220 plus another 8,000 in repairs, but is there, is there enough reason to go with this thing if I've got enough time to pay it, pay it down? Okay. I don't know. It sounds <laughs> like there might be some possibility here. <laughs> it sounds like there might be some possibility here, but I want you to act as if it is worth your while because this may very well be a good deal that you can negotiate okay. uh, favorable <clears throat> terms. So he wants this, he wants that. That's all fine and well. doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to get it. And remember, right. this is for everybody. Remember, especially for you here, that we can only do business in a way that's going to make sense for us to get involved and take on the risk and the hassle and the long term and all this other stuff. And if you don't want to hold it long term, you can always get the property under contract and then assign your contract even for a pretty-ish house like this, there's plenty of investors in Charlotte that would love to give you a quick five, ten grand for getting a property like this under contract that they could jump in and get in on the house for nothing down, do a little bit of work and, and hold it for some potential cash flow if they can raise the rent and offer it for a lease option. Uh, which okay. is what, if you were to hold on to it, that's what you'd be doing. Now, one of the things that you told me that the house, since the house does need some work, the contractor will verify it for you. You can do you can put it out there as is on work for equity, um, or you can have minimal work done so it's at least functional, get the electric taken care of, depending on how severe it is, do a tiny bit of spit and polish uh, on the place and put it out there uh, for favorable terms and let the world tell you what they're willing to pay. As long, By the way, you need to get ownership of the property in order to justify doing any work on it. We don't fix up properties that we don't own. Yeah. If you get control yeah. of the property in a sandwich lease option, you can just get control of the property and put it out there for um, let someone else do the work and tell you what they're willing to put down, what they're willing to pay. You put it up for as much as you can, offer it on terms, let the chips fall where they may. If you get a good deal, you move forward, you get money, you get paid, you get another deal. If you don't, yeah. you can opt out and be out. And he did okay. also say, um, he did, I talked to him uh Oh, a week ago, and then I talked to him again uh, over the weekend, um, mm-hmm. and he said he was going to contract with a uh, with a realtor. Um, uh-huh. So I said, you know, I said, well, then try to get a non-exclusive contract, uh, or uh, if the time comes and I have a I have a buyer for it, you know, we'll we'll want to get a release from the contract. And he's and he replied that he would go ahead and pay three uh, percent, or or sacrifice three percent of any money that might come to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that makes me think he might be wanting a down payment at this point. So, um, but you know, getting getting the getting a realtor out of the way, if uh, if he has signed a contract with with a realtor. Uh, I've not been very successful doing that before, so that does kind of bother me. Right, yeah. So if he goes to get the property listed with a real estate agent and he doesn't have it listed right now and that's the way he wants to go, you can say, hey, if that's really the way you want to go, uh, you know, you're going to be paying commissions and all you know, all this other crap that you're going to have to deal with. If he's insisting on it, then say, hey, tell you what, that's really what you want to do. Put me on the contract as an ex- as an exemption. Okay, so that that way, if you don't get the property sold with a real estate agent, then and we do wind up doing business, the real estate agent knows that we were discussing this property before the house got listed. So make me an exemption on the contract, and that way, if we wind up doing business, then you won't have to pay a commission on it. 
Okay. We, yeah, that's a little trick there. So I, so I just say okay. uh, put so just say put Eric Vance on the contract as an exemption. Right. Tell and the seller to say tell the real estate agent I've been talking with uh, Eric Vance. I may sell my property to him. So if we list this property and I want to be doing business with him. I don't want to have to pay the commission because I've already been in preliminary negotiations with him. And make sure that's added to the listing agreement. Tell the seller to do that so they can save themselves a hefty commission that they would otherwise have to pay, just in case okay. it goes to that, okay? okay? On that note, very good. does that answer your question and help you out? Yes, it does. Yeah, that's very good. Fantastic. Excellent. All right. Excellent, excellent. Okay, my friend. Right. Well, thanks Thank for you. your question tonight, and very good talking with you. Take All care. right. Great you too. And talk Thank to you. Soon. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. And I did see Mark Coleman with a hand raised, but now I don't see. So I don't know what happened here. There's a lot of people on the line here. Goodness gracious. A lot of cool people. I see a lot of my, my students, too. So uh, I'm going to mute you there, Eric. Hang on. There we go. So let me see. And Oh, by the way, I see my old friend Doug Masio. I see you on the phone, my friend. Doug in Orlando, my old buddy. Good to see you on here, buddy. Man, it's been a long time. Anyway, uh, let's see. I'm paging through. I, I see Damian Jensen, okay. Cordell, okay. As I'm stalling for time, still trying to look for Mark Coleman. Please raise your hand, sir. Star six, Mark Coleman. All right. Brian Lucy, I see you. All right. Okay, let's see. <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm still not seeing Mark Coleman raising the hand. I see Richard White. I'm going to go with you if I don't see Mark Coleman in on this line here. In Portland, Oregon. All right, Richard White, let's go with you. Here we go. Give it a couple seconds. Yeah. And Richard, are you there? I am here. I go by Chris. Um Tony, nice to talk to you. Pleasure to talk to you as well. Thank you. Chris, okay. Very good. Um, and where I, are you calling from? Nashville, Tennessee. All right. Hey, we we're just there last year for the summit. Did you come down to that? No, I'm new to this. So I just started oh, last month, and this is the first deal that I've been able to get close to making. So I'm hoping to make my first deal. Awesome. Let's see what we can make happen for you here. All right. What uh, yeah. did you didn't submit a lead? I don't see a lead a PI sheet submitted today. Yeah. No, I said I submitted one. Should be for uh, uh, Bat Briar Road in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Okay. It is not in my list here. I don't huh. have anything okay. for Tennessee. I have eight leads that were submitted, and that unfortunately is not one of them. Dang. So. Huh. Um, I can sketch it what out can you for tell you. Me about it? Um, okay. Uh, so this is in a brand new development. Lots of houses being built. Uh, it's listed for four twenty four nine. Uh, the lowest comp that is identical on the square footage and the bedroom and bath is four seventeen, and the highest one is five fourteen. Mm. Um, so. It, it seems to be on the lower end, but all of the houses on that same street are listed at about that 425 mark. Okay. Um, he has got a job in another state, needs to move. Uh, did an open cool. house yesterday, and I went, showed up at the very end of it. He didn't get any offers. Um, and he, he did have another owner finance scenario and they offered him 10 down. I said, I, I could beat that at 12, 12 down. Uh, he was fine with that, and he's willing to go for three years on the term. His payments plus uh, PITI are 18.50 a month, mm -hmm. plus a $50 yeah. HOA, which I'm sure the buyer would pay that. Yep. Um, he owes 300, and so all of that's there. His thing is, is that the market in Nashville is so hot. Uh, so yep. typically you put a house on the market, uh, you're dealing with multiple offers and people are paying above appraised value to get them. So it's kind of crazy here. So he wants to hold like out. Like that a lot of places weekend. all over the country right now. 
It's a challenge yeah, we have yeah. right now, but this market is not going to last like this. Okay? But right. Go ahead. So he wants to hold, he, he likes the deal. He understands everything. He's willing to go three years on the term. Um, he just wants to wait another week or two to see if he can get a, you know, an all-cash deal or a traditional loan. And uh, I'm going to check back with him weekly. But he, he doesn't want to make two mortgage payments, and so I feel like he's motivated. Uh, the question that I have about this uh, was twofold. Number one, with this being my first time, when I signed the purchase and sale agreement on the back, it says buyer. So I sign and date that. He's the seller. He signs and dates that. Um, there's not a closing that takes place between me and the seller, right? There's only one closing, and that's when I find the buyer and bring them to the table, and then we close. Is that correct? Not if you're going to be owning the property. If you're going to do a sandwich lease purchase, there's only one real I mean, closing. There's for all intents and Is this a sandwich lease purchase that you're going for or to get on the property? This would be an owner finance. So okay, they, then they, there definitely is going to be a closing. There definitely is going to be a closing where you will take title to the property in your land trust, and you will definitely uh, have that taken care of by your real estate closing attorney in that area. And but that's, you will after, also have, that's after I find the tenant buyer that I'm going to put in the house, right? So we would all be at the table at the same time. Not necessarily. If you want to get that deal closed and locked up because you want to – Make sure that you get ownership of it, <clears throat> and right. typically we want to definitely lock it up as fast as possible if we're getting a bunch of equity in the deal. But even if we're not, right. if you know that for 100% certainty you're going to have no problem turning this house, you want to lock it up, and this seller wants a commitment before he gets out of town on his new job, you can have a closing as fast as you get clear title and, and a date to close. You can come in there and okay. transfer over it into your land trust and have all the paperwork taken care of very quickly. Very quickly. Okay, so then my second, my follow-up question then is in Section 18 on that sale agreement where you add additional instructions, yep. uh, some of the recommended instructions there are that buyer makes first payment 30 days after closing. But if I make, that puts me on the hook as making the, the monthly payment before I find a tenant buyer to get them in there. And I'm not certain that that's how Ron wants it to work. Is that correct? Is that, that is correct. That, correct? That, is, that is correct, especially if you, paint a, if you paint yourself into a corner by only giving yourself 30 days. We like to give ourselves at least uh, two, three months after the closing, have the seller right. make the next couple payments. And, you know, the way, I, the way I described it to him was is that I'm going to go bring a tenant buyer to the table, and what I wrote in Section 18 was seller gives – Seller okay. gives buyer permission or 90 days to find a tenant buyer, and then I put tenant buyer makes first payment 30 days after closing. Okay. So if you Is can that, get that signed, you're golden. Okay. All right. That way, I just don't that want way, to if you have it written that, I understand. If you have it written that way, you're giving yourself additional time to get it taken care of. And Otherwise, uh, yeah. I could just simply say buyer makes first payment 90 days after closing. Correct. Correct. But but I'm still on the hook at that point to get a buyer in there within 90 days. Correct. And if you can't okay. get that sucker sold a pretty house in a brand new development in great shape in a hot market, yeah. you can't get that sold, then you should quit the business. I'm just kidding with you, but you get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that, that answers my question. Second question that I have is uh, let's say this guy wanted no money down and um, the house is 425 uh, there's a little bit of equity in there, and I find a tenant buyer that's willing to put 20% down. So they're going to bring 80 grand uh, to the table at closing. How do I give them credit for that 80 grand towards the purchase of their their home? So if you get while, the property sold with owner financing, and you get 80 grand down from your uh, either tenant buyer or if you're selling with that would be on a lease purchase if you're selling with owner financing and you're getting tenant uh, you're getting your buyer to give you 80 grand down how do you give them right. credit that would be reflected in the note that you arrange with them which would probably give you it would give you a negative uh, uh, equity position there um, right but, uh, right yeah so, so do I have to have raise to set, the sales price in order to accommodate that 80 grand or whatever they're willing to put down yeah, but you can. You, anytime you're selling a property on terms, you're going to be raising the sales price over the R 
of the property, especially if it's in great shape. Right. So if it's worth four twenty five, you're probably going to put that sucker out there for four thirty four nine, four thirty nine nine. If you want to get bold, and right. you have some more some some uh, leeway to play with some things there, <clears throat> but you're going to have to set aside some of the money that uh, that they put down in case they go to cash you out. Because if they go to gotcha. cash you out, you have a uh, you owe uh, more than what is owed to you from the numbers. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so there would have to be enough equity in the house in order for me to justify taking that full eighty. It had to be eighty grand in there in order for me to give them full credit for that eighty uh, down and be another well, walk away. Whatever they put, whatever they put down, you're going to get have to give them credit for. It's just right. you're going to have to sit set aside a chunk of that money in case they cash you out in a reasonable time. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. But, yeah. All right. Whatever they put down, you got to give them credit for. I mean, it's just how it works. Right. Okay? Do you have? Do you have a, I don't good. suppose you have a mentor yet, do you? No, sir. Okay. Well, that may be something that you want to look into. Anybody listening to this call, if you don't have a mentor yet, you better start looking into one for getting all the assistance that you need with these deals because they can get pretty complicated. And you have questions, we have answers. And I'm one of the top mentors here, so I'll be happy to work with you or anyone who's cool enough to work with. I don't want any hassles. I'm just kidding. You get the idea. And on that note, <laughs> my friend Chris, it's been great talking hey. with you, and I'm going to keep it moving to the next call because we have such precious yes, little time here. Okay? Thank, Thank you for you, the question. Appreciate it. My pleasure, my friend. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Okay. So let's go next with, uh, let's see who else we have. Pigeon, Michigan. All right. Pigeon, Michigan, whoever that might be. And number ending in five eight five nine. That's that's me. All right, who's this? This is Dan Hitchcock calling from Port Hope, Michigan. Ah, I hit the lottery here, Dan Hitchcock. You're one of the people who submitted the leads. Fantastic. Good to talk to you. And you're in uh, in Michigan there. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So, um, how's it going tonight? It's going pretty good. Kind of a hot, humid day here for for Michigan. It got up to 90. We don't see a lot of those days. Oh, yeah. And you have humidity there, too, don't you? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Got to love that humidity. Oh, yes. All right. So you actually submitted a couple leads here. I did. I uh, did. Okay. All right. And how long have you been in the business, and have you done many deals, or are you just getting uh, I. I uh, have not been in the in the business long, and no, I I have not done. I'm still looking for the the, the first one, and uh, I I know it's close. <laughs> okay. I cool. Years ago, I I I had I didn't have a clue what I was doing, and I, I had seven rentals at one time, and then I flipped some houses. But I mean, it was all sheer luck. <laughs> Uh-huh. I'm trying to do it a little differently now. I'm trying to be a little smarter about it. Okay. Well, let's see what we can make happen for you here, sir. So let's take a quick look at these leads because we have, again, precious little time here, sir. So let's see. Let's take a look at the first one. Uh, I'm going to bring this up. Do you have a preference about which one you want to start off first or you just want me to pick one for you? Just pick one. You got it. All right. Let's look at uh, Cottage Lane in uh, Harsons Island. Okay. Owner's name is Louise. Asking price is one hundred seventy thousand. Thinks it's worth one hundred seventy thousand. Owned free and clear. This is a lovely three bed, one bath, fourteen hundred square foot house on just under half an acre. Uh, aluminum siding, two car garage, no association fee, and let's see. The seller is accommodating, providing all the information about the property when it has to be paid in terms. She considered it with a substantial amount of down payment of $30,000 on a $170,000 house. That sucks. Uh, willing to discuss terms and a motivated seller. Okay. Email refused to share. Says we'll provide it to buyer. Okay. Have you had a conversation with the lovely Louise yet there, Dan? I have not. I I'm, I wanted to uh, to talk about it first before I – both of these deals I'm calling tonight when we're off the phone. Okay, great. So you want to get a strategy on how to handle these things and move forward, correct? Exactly. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I'm so excited because this is, I've been waiting for someone to come on with just this situation. So everybody, listen up, listen up, listen up. I don't suppose anybody here uh, has ever had a situation where you get a PI sheet coming back, you're relatively new, or even if you've been in for a little while, and you wonder, oh my God, what do I do? They might say yes. I think that they said yes, as this person did here. 
And, uh, yeah, both of your leads said yes to the possibility of taking terms, okay? So we all want to know, what the heck do we do here? Let me see if I can hopefully solve the mysteries of the universe and clear this up for you and for everybody listening. Is it okay if we multitask and, and kill a crap ton of birds with one big fat stone? Would that be okay with you, Dan? Absolutely. Good man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And I hope everyone is applauding in the background. I can't hear a thing, but we'll, we'll just assume so. So... <clears throat> First of all, is it a deal? Is it not a deal? We just don't know. All we have is a PI sheet filled out by the, by the VA who said, hey, they said yes. Is it definitely a yes? We don't know. What we've got to do is call, the, oh, my God, we've got to call the person. We've got to call the seller and have a, a real conversation with them. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and this is where the closing call script uh, comes into play. Now, all my students who are on the call right now know that I have some very powerful systems that I put together on my website where they, uh, we have access to the closing call script in a digital format, which coaches you through the entire conversation from beginning to end, booking the appointment, all that stuff. It's what I do for my mentor students. Okay, it's a little plug there for, for my systems. And I try to make it very easy because the closing call script is very powerful. It's what we got to do when we get the PI sheet back from our VA. We got to get on the phone with that seller as quickly as we can. We don't want to wait a week or two or three between the time we get the PI sheet back and when we have the nerve to pick up the phone. We want to get on the phone and call them and have a nice, friendly conversation. The first thing I like to advise you do when you introduce yourself and, and call the seller, and by the way, everyone should be taking notes on this stuff. Take some good notes here. So you call the seller up, introduce yourself, and state the reason for your call, and ask if that house is still available. Let me give you an example. Ring, ring, say hello. You be all right. You be Dan, even though the seller's name is Louise. Ring, ring, say hello. Hello. Oh yes, hello. I'm trying to reach Dan, please. This is Dan. Hey Dan, how's it going? My name is Tony Pearl. I'm calling about the house that you're selling at. Insert the address here. I don't want to say it because everyone else is listening. You want to know, but. On right. Cottage Lane and Harson's Island. Is it still available? Uh, yes, it is. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, the reason for my call is I understand you just spoke with my assistant a little while ago. They called and asked you a whole bunch of crazy questions about the house. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Okay, great. Listen, I appreciate you taking the time to answer that, that crazy conversation, answer their questions there and, and, and uh, get all that stuff sorted out. And um, the reason for my call tonight is I just want to follow up on that conversation and see what we can do to figure out a way that we can buy your house and do business here tonight. Now, I'm a, I am an investor, but the, but the reason I'm calling is because I'm really just – would you mind if I ask you just a few questions about the property, see if this would be a good fit for us, and see if we can possibly find a way to do business here tonight? Okay. Okay, great. And by the way, pause. I just really screwed that up, by the way. <laughs> I see no pressure here. But anyways, even when you screw it up, you can still sound smooth, hopefully. So the, I just, what I did right there is I, I just asked if the property was available. So you want to first start with that, have a nice, friendly, pleasant conversation. And you can, if you're up for it, let them know you're an investor, but then immediately ask if it would be okay if you ask a few questions. Got a minute, or would you mind if I ask you a few questions to see if this house I'd be interested in? Okay. And then what you can do is transition to, you know, the closing call script, like how Ron likes to do it. It says, well, my assistant indicated that you would be open to uh, taking payments on the property as long as we can work out the particulars of the price and all the details of the terms. Is that correct? Yeah, that's, that's correct. Okay, great, great. So pause the role play. Now right here, if you want to go right for it, the ultimate uh, – uh, what we really want to make happen is we want to get to the million-dollar script. And for those of you who hopefully most people on the call tonight, including you, Dan, should know what the million-dollar script is. You know what the million-dollar script is? I do. Great. What are the three I'm main items? What are the three main items we ha we want to find out about on the million-dollar script when it comes to terms? Okay. Putting you on the spot here. If you have to scramble for your notes, that's okay, but make it quick. No pressure. The way I like to think about it is we I'm work our to, way down from big to little. I'm trying to find I'm, I've got I've got like uh, ten scripts laid out here. That's on okay. The 
That's okay. Well, in the interest of saving time, I'll go ahead and answer the question for you and everyone here. So when okay. we get to the million dollar script, we are getting, we are asking a question, we are asking questions to get the seller to make us an offer. And we, I like to think about it logically from the top down. So we start with a big number, which is the purchase price. So role play. Dan, assuming we can get this worked out with you and close whenever it's convenient for you, make this really easy transaction. What is the least you could accept for your property? Shoot a number. Well, I, probably like I guess one sixty. One sixty. Hmm. Is uh, gosh, is, is that the best you can do? No. I could probably come down a couple, couple more thousand, I guess. Okay. If we can and boom get right it done. there. I just. So you see how I just asked? We asked about the, the, the purchase price, give a couple benefits. If You shoot me a number, and we come back, is that the best you can do? And then hopefully you indicate flexibility by coming down a little bit lower on that price. And then what you want to do is transition to the down payment. And the way we do that is, uh, Ron says, we usually buy with nothing down, okay? What I like to do, I'm going to give everyone who's calling in tonight a little bonus. So check out. Tony Pearl's magic bonus here. My students all know this, hopefully. <laughs> and that is this. Well, if we pay a high payment like that, and we're buying it for a high price like that, almost, almost retail, we usually buy with nothing down. Okay? So you're giving okay. them a reason. You're giving them a reason. And you'll be amazed. You ask it like that, how often they'll say, okay. And then you move to the monthly payment. And here we have to know if it's owned free and clear or if they have a mortgage on the property. So... If, and then just repeat back to them what your VA said and say, so my assistant told me that you own the property free and clear. That makes it a lot easier for us. So if we buy the property from you and we're responsible for the taxes and insurance, what's the lowest monthly payment you think you could accept for this house? Mm, okay. Well, I okay. haven't thought about it much. Uh-huh. Um, 800 800 okay hmm uh, do you think you might have some flexibility with that if we can take care of everything that has to be done with this house if we just take it off your hands and take care of close whenever you're ready do you think we might be able to have some flexibility with that number and get it down a little bit yeah yeah I probably could yeah okay great well based on what you're telling me by the way pause the role play these are some great answers based on what you're telling me I, I see that the, the um, the next step is, if we like the answers from the million-dollar script, we want to set the appointment. Get a time and set a date and time, and if you really like the, the numbers, make it as soon as possible. Don't steal in slow motion. Don't delay. It's a hot market out there. People are throwing crazy money at houses. So we want to move very quickly to get out there and get the property under contract. So here's how it goes. We transition to the appointment script. So we would say along these lines. Well, Dan, it sounds to me like, based on your answers, I think that we have a good reason to take the next step in our relationship here and, and set a time when I can come out to see the house, meet with you, either shake your hand or give you an obligatory elbow bump or shake your foot, whatever, and uh, <laughs> take a quick look at the place and sit down to see how we can do business together. Uh, does that sound good to you? Yeah, it does. Awesome, awesome. Okay, great. Well, today is Monday. Um, not much daylight left here today. How about how about we come out tomorrow? Would tomorrow late morning or mid afternoon be better for you? Um, tomorrow's not good, but Wednesday is. Wednesday? Okay. Let me take a look at my calendar here for Wednesday. And by the way, pause the role play. When we talk about making appointments or just any time when we want the other person to have a decision, we want to give them a choice of two. I wrote a great article about this. It's called the choice of two close. So we give them an option, either or. Tuesday or Wednesday, morning or afternoon, and be specific with something and let them feel like they're in control by picking the one that suits them. And then you seal up the, uh, up the appointment time. So, okay, Wednesday, let's say 3.30. Let's say we've already agreed to that for the interest of saving time. And, um, Dan, if I come out to your house, here's, your, here's how we lock it down. If I come out to your house, uh, we like each other, I like the property, and you like the, uh, the deal that we were able to put together uh, by, by, uh, by ourselves, would, may I assume that you'd be ready to do business on the spot and get things moving forward, or would you need to um, to consult with anybody else or go to church, light a candle, say a prayer, do something like that? Would you be ready <laughs> to do business on the spot and get things moving? Yeah, 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 we could. 
Fantastic, fantastic. And is there anyone else that's involved in the decision making process? Are you are you married or happy here? You know, do you have someone else involved in this, <laughs> this process? <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 married. Okay, so I mean, I assume that your wife would be able to. Uh, I have I would have the pleasure of meeting your wife at the same time I come out to see the house. Yes. Excellent, excellent. Okay, and the last thing I want to make sure is if it's not too much trouble, do you think you might be able to have, you know, people usually have like a, a folder where they have their house papers together, and do you think you might be able to have that together uh, for me so I can take a quick peek at those things? Yeah, I'll have to find it. Okay, not a problem, not a problem. If you could, that would really help us both tremendously. And uh, that's it. I look forward to meeting you on Wednesday at 3.30 as we agreed. I'll be there uh, anxious to uh, to take a look at the property, have the pleasure of meeting you and your wife. And if everything is as it is, as you say it is, you can consider your house is as good as sold. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. Well, congratulations. Uh, I look forward to meeting you then and doing business with you. And um, we'll see you on Wednesday at 3.30. Boom, that's it. So, guys, okay. that was a quick approach, how I like to do it. Obviously, me personally, I like, to, I like to laugh and have some fun and have the other person have some fun too. No one's, no one's going to arrest you if you have a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. So try to enjoy the process. Make it cool, all right? So um, yeah. does that help you out? Does that give you a little bit more it, confidence it, on what to do? Yeah, it, it, it does. I, I just, um, um, you know, I studied the course, studied the course, studied the course, and, and I've made uh, – I've made quite a quite a number of calls, and uh, I, I've run into a lot of people that are just trying to have me educate them on what terms are. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah. but I, I'm I'm not I'm not turning the corner with them if that makes any sense. You know I'm not I'm not getting them I'm giving them I'm not pulling my net in. I'm giving them way too much area to to, to swim out. You know. Or, Right. Well, remember this. The, the less information you give them, the better off you are. It, it sounds contrary to conventional wisdom, but it's so true. Don't put yeah. your foot in your mouth because if you do, you can give yourself athlete's tongue. Don't volunteer uh -huh. too much information because you can really be hurting yourself. So give them a little bit of information. Just keep the concept simple. Ask if they would be, if you can give them a good price, would they be open to taking payments for a while until you can cash them out? See if they like it. If they like the taste of that, you feed them some more and keep going until they're full and you get a deal, okay? Now, on that note, I apologize, but we got to get it moving here. Uh, we are just about out of time tonight. We still have a whole big old, big old room full of people here, and uh, I hope I answered a lot of people's questions, including yours, with that uh, last little role play there. And, um, yeah, it's been a pleasure to talk with you. Good luck with your deals. And um, any last-second questions here? I hope not. Anything no. Thank you. you. Thank you very much. Appreciate yes, this. I, I appreciate uh, these calls, too. Excellent, excellent, excellent. My pleasure. I'm glad I was able to help you out there. And good luck with those deals. I, I'm Thank sure. you. I'm going to call them right now. Oh, man. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. And if, you, uh, if they go well, call Dolores at Global and let her know, hey, Tony Pearl, help me out tonight. She'll be happy to hear it. <laughs> I will do that. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Okay. Thank you very much. And I'm going to go ahead and open this up. Everyone, if you can keep the background noise down, I'm going to open this up for everybody because we've got to wrap this sucker up here. We have literally a minute. And I've got to get back on the phone on my conference line for my students, and I have another mentor call coming up here. And I'm booked for the rest of the night. So, yay. <laughs> so let me take this off. Hang on one second, everybody. Guys, thank you so much. Hello, hello, hello. Can everyone hear me? Can everyone hear me? Hello, everybody. Yay! You, Did you guys Thank have you fun? Did you learn a lot? Is that good for you guys? Thanks, Tony. Yeah, it was good. Thank you, Tony. I got another person. Wow. I got you, Doris. I am. Okay. Look, look, Mommy got to eat. Look. Yeah, you look. All right. Thank you, Tony. Mommy got to eat, person. My pleasure. I'm going to go ahead and mute everyone. Hang on one second. Thanks, buddy. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much. It was getting a little crazy and loud there, but that's awesome. I love it loud and crazy sometimes. Okay, so I want to thank everyone for tuning in tonight. My name is Tony Pearl. It has been an absolute pleasure and a joy to be your venerable host this evening. I hope you had fun. I hope you learned a lot. And I hope to see you in the real world at some point soon when we get back to whatever the heck normal really means. Get past this wacky definition of what new normal means. I don't believe in that, but it's all good. 
Remember, Ron has a quick start event this week from Wednesday through Saturday. And if anybody needs some of the best mentoring around, I have a couple slots that have just come open. You can talk to Dolores and let her know, hey, that Tony Pearl guy, he might not have any hair, but he's pretty cool, and I think he knows his stuff. So I would be honored to work with you if you're cool. In the meantime, have a fantastic week. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me, and I will be talking to you soon. Take care now.